The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. One, two, clean. You know, those old timey, I'd like intercoms in in high schools, like on Greece, like the xylophone that they would play. Yeah, like da na 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 na. I thought people have to hate us for singing every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the school <laughs> of public, right? Because it's like the school of rock. Or is it just like crying in school? A school of crying. In public. <laughs> wow, we're so creative. Wow. Having to explain our name in public is always so awkward because, like, when we're, like, at, like, networking events or something like that, and people are like, oh, my God, like, you guys have podcasts, what it's called. What's it called? What did I just say? What it's called? What is it called? We're like, oh, crying in public. And you're like, oh, my God, explain it. And we're like, huh, we're depressed. And then, yeah, that's the whole conversation. Yeah, it's usually very enlightening. Um... It's like, do you laugh or do you not laugh? Exactly. We have really exciting news. Um, we might be doing live shows soon. Oh, I didn't even know the news. I was like, oh, what is it? <laughs> we want to, but we have like we had to, we want to make sure. Same with merch, like we only want to create it 
like when we do it with you guys like make sure you have like a say in like what kind of products they are because we want you to be able to like wear them with pride so yeah if you guys want us to do a live show or like a meetup would you guys want to come would you guys get tickets we'd make it like super fun and worth your while ew that sounded so like not what i meant to sound like and it'd be fun because we could like meet afterwards and and we could like hide stuff under your seat like ellen did and like every single person will just have dust bunnies under their chair then one person will have a tesla from david dobrik you know what i mean or maybe we'll just cry on you i like don't have a jaw yeah you do no i really don't that's a chin i see your jaw like i'm literally staring at it right now i need someone to put a vacuum in there and just vacuum it up have you ever heard of like cold sculpting yeah i don't believe in it sorry for that noise yeah because how, how are you fixing the inside from the outside do like it makes your fat cells like more active no it doesn't it's a scam i think all those things are scams unless they like are opening you and doing something to the inside of you you can't stimulate fat cells like that i'm not a scientist but i am a bullshitterist and i believe it's bs i think a lot of stuff like that is i think unless um there's this one thing that i get done it's called the talks and like you go in and they it's a lymphatic drainage but it's not like invasive and it's a good little detox it like makes you sweat and it's basically just like a sculpting massage it's really cool um my problem is with and not the talks but like my problem is with procedures like that or no and rephrase my problem is with similar procedures not procedures like the talks but similar ones are like they come up front they're like they they advertise it as a way to get skinny without actually being like healthy you know what i mean like they're like do you want to look a certain way and like not have to actually do it the healthy way that can like have benefits for your inside too and your mental health because like working out and eating healthy releases all these endorphins and like that's one of the most amazing ways to you know for people who don't have millions of dollars to go spend on plastic surgery that's a great way to like get yourself in check but these you know companies are marketing their procedures that in reality might just be like a a little bit of a detox or like will make you sweat or it might have immediate results in the moment because they're like forming your skin to be a certain way but they market it like do you want to look like this yeah because it doesn't make you lose weight whatsoever it's like lymphatic drainage is what you get done like people who have like ibs or have like um ovarian syndromes things like that or like uterine syndromes ibs whatever they use lymphatic drainage to um like debloat you so that like if you're constipated it like comes out so it in no way has anything to do with your weight it's just debloating you yeah so like i just don't i wouldn't want to pay all that for someone to you can do them yourself too like if you look on tiktok a lot of like doctors or like actual like physical therapists have like videos of what you can do just like lay down and do it to yourself but yeah that's like in england actually in the news sorry i literally just burped <clears throat> in the news in the UK, they just made um, cosmetic surgery illegal for people under 18, which I think is a great thing to do because, like, especially in the UK, like, it's getting worse in the US now, but, like, in the UK alone, I feel like, especially lip fillers, like, by the time girls are hitting 15, they're all getting it. And, like, obviously, it's if you want it, like, get it because, like, you shouldn't shame someone for, like, wanting to change themselves but like for girls under 18 whose like bodies aren't even fully formed yet or like haven't hit puberty i think it's so awful to let them change their bodies like that because like my body has changed so much since i was in freshman year of college like i can't even imagine like when i'm 15 you know 
Also, what a lot of people don't understand is for women in particular, we have so many hormones going on inside us, uh, whether it's due to our menstrual cycle or just like female hormones that we have. It makes our weight fluctuate every day. So we can wake up, we can go to bed three pounds lighter than we did when we woke up, you know? And that has nothing to do with gaining or losing weight, but it has everything to do with our genetic code. You know, like, so you wake up and then you're like three pounds heavier and you're like, oh my, oh my fucking God. But it's not like that. And I feel like we don't teach our girls that, do we? Like, I didn't learn that until like two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm not a scientist, so don't take what I'm saying as science because we're, we're not certified in this at all. I just think that like the cosmetic aspect of it, of like wanting to change yourself to look like these girls on Instagram, it's like they don't even look like that. They look through that after, not only after surgery, but like after surgery and editing and filtering. And more surgeries. Don't forget the other surgeries they have to get to maintain that, you know? So I feel like it's unhealthy to push that on to like girls who are under 18. So obviously when you're older, like your body's more like developed, you can make that decision for yourself. But I think it's a great thing that you guys should do it too, honestly. But that's just me. But they're only banning face injections because they can have adverse effects. Interesting. So, like... Face, lips, Botox. Um, so, like, if, like, a 16-year-old walked in and wanted to get a booty lift, she could? Well, either way, you have to have parents' permission for that. Like, so like if you're a tattoo... Oh, but that's not banned, though, right? Just no. Face. Okay. Right now, it's just Botox and lip fillers. But I feel like because um, booty lifts and stuff like that, those are invasive surgeries. You have to have parental consent. Right. But um, and I think they won't even perform some of those if you're under 16. Unless it's, like, for... Um, necessary, whatever. But that's nothing to do with what we're talking about, guys. Yeah, so today is different. We're doing advice in public. And we got a lot of questions. So it's definitely like a part one, part two. So if you were submitted a question and you didn't hear it in this episode, it will be in next episode, we promise. Because we're going to get to all of them today and just like split up the episode because it's going to be super long. So let's get into it. Get I have no it, Wi-Fi yeah. in this room. Like nothing is loading. Just turn off the Wi-Fi on your phone if you can. I did. Okay. Yeah. My computer's like just not loading at all, which is weird because Google just loaded, but this one won't. You want to know what's really annoying? So just for context, guys, my room is on kind of the far end side of our apartment. So I have a corner room so I can see like both the avenue and the street that we're on. Um, and it's furthest away from the Wi-Fi box. So I have no reception in here whatsoever. Like, I have to to jumpstart my computer whenever I want to play a movie or, like, TV. Like, I have to take it, like, walk it out in the living room, start playing it there, and then walk back in. So sometimes, you know, like, Sydney will be asleep in her bed, and I will just literally, like, walk out into the living room, like, stare at her, play my movie, and then come back in. It's so annoying. I mean, there are worse. I mean, first world problems, right? Like, seriously, it's not that big of a deal, but. We got a booster. Okay, so since that's simply not loading, I'm doing it on the phone. Okay, first question is advice for starting a podcast by yourself. Um, people, we get this question a lot in DMs, and like, I always get the same advice that we did is because like, <coughs> obviously, podcasts are so um, structured. Or different depending upon what your subject matter is like if you're true crime or if you're a medical podcast or like a therapy podcast that's very different from being a comedy podcast or a news podcast so I feel like 
figure out what you want your quote unquote niche to be first and then just do a lot of research whether it's like finding microphones whether it's figuring out how to structure your podcast how long you want it to be what day of the week you want it to be there's a lot of like small things that go into it that like we had to like figure out the kings for first i think just like do a lot of research and like just have a document where you like just put out all of your ideas and know that like it is a lot of work in the beginning and it's always going to be a lot of work but something you're passionate about and your subject matter something you like want to talk about want to delve into or want to like discuss every week or every two weeks however long you want to do it just make sure something you want to do and love because it will take a lot of work like up front but it'll be worth it in the end Let's talk about guests too because if you're starting a podcast by yourself, I'm assuming you want to have guests. I mean, if not, go for it. But just some advice if you do want to bring some other people on to interview or have a conversation with every episode. Um, Reach out to as many people as you possibly can because if you reach out to 10 people – almost guaranteed none of them are going to write you back that's why whenever I reach out to people or when we were doing outreach Sydney and I way back when in the original days of the podcast when we were doing our own outreach it's still at the time we would reach out to like 15 to 20 people per few days each so we would have a nice little roster at the end of the week um like whether that is a pre-interview or just going on a call to discuss a little bit about what the episode would be about things like that so we had um out of like the 30 to like 50 people we'd reach out to in a week we'd only hear back from like one or two because that's how it goes especially if you want to reach out to high profile guests yeah we probably got like what four guests yeah yeah like it wasn't that much but a lot of work went into it but honestly yeah. it helped a lot in the sense that like now I don't feel any type of way about like, reaching out to like brands or things like that or disgusting with them because I've gotten used to like doing so because of the podcast. So yeah, I just say no, it's gonna be a lot of work up front and prepare yourself for that. But if you do your research and you like ask the right questions or like just a lot of Google searches, it will end up being like being okay. Like a week or so, you'll get it down. Do a lot of practice episodes before you do your first episode. We probably did like four or five practices just to like get the hang of like so talking into a mic is kind of weird like if you're not used to it it just feels weird but once you get the hang of it and like the idea of being recorded all the time which sounds dumb because it's a podcast but like it is kind of weird to do so if you haven't done it before yeah the editing application we use if you do feel the need to edit your podcasts is GarageBand. And it's just free and it's fine. It's easy. As long as you have a good microphone and good equipment, like Sydney was saying earlier, you can not splurge on your editing application, especially if you want to keep it authentic. I try to do as minimal editing as possible. And I know Sydney does too, just because we want to maintain the authenticity of our conversations. But um, that's just the editing app we use. You could use a third party app to like record, but honestly, I really wouldn't suggest it as long as you have a good mic and a solid like GarageBand's fine like it works and it's a good editing tool like I don't understand I mean there's like Premiere and all of those other Adobe software but I really really like GarageBand personally and also you have to choose a name you're and make sure you love it because there's no going back at some points it's gonna be crazy also like if this is something that's like you want to turn into a business look into making it into like an LLC or copywriting it because protecting yourself now will save you a lot of time and effort and money in the future and also like if you want to like get it out to a lot of different um, platforms I suggest starting with Anchor because Anchor you can record on it's like a company owned by Spotify you can um, record on it edit on it do guests on it you can um, also submit it to like a lot of different like applications whether it's like Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio Spotify Stitcher etc all of that through Anchor and it's free 
You can also do, like make your cover art on there too if you want to if you don't like want to use Canva or Photoshop whatever. So yeah, yeah, that is our advice on starting a podcast. There's a that was a lot in like two minutes, but yeah, we hope it helps. I mean. I think we're very qual as long as much as we're not therapists and we're not experts on a lot of the stuff we talk about, having a podcast and making a solid base for a business is something we're definitely You're knowledgeable right. about. <coughs> Give me the next question. Question number two. Um, how do you talk to a guy you're interested in because your girl's way out of the game? Girl, I feel that. Um I think one thing we like to stress a lot on the podcast is like the importance of confidence because anything you do from a place of like self-love and like understanding like uh, who you are and what you bring to the table, it's so much you just not get hurt. Is it that fun? It can't I think be it's all fun. the dads like, you gotta unrun. <laughs> we think there's a work softball game going on outside of my window right now. No, and it's They're children. Oh, really? Like, I, oh. Really, are they children or are we just really high and they look really small? Maybe they're not children. Okay. Row. But anyway, um, as I was saying, um, yeah, because I think about, like, if you do find something you're interested in, like, I recommend if it's, like, not um, accessible to, like, meet someone in person, using Bumble or apps like that, especially Bumble, though, because you get to talk first, so you get to, like, weed out people you don't want to speak to. And also get a chance to like weed out people literally because Tinder begins some creepy men <laughs> but like you can have a conversation get to know someone a little bit before you go meet them which is a little bit safer in my opinion but also you get a chance to like build a connection first but I think that um, my motto is always it takes three seconds of courage to like make a difference in your life or whatever so like just texting someone first or like saying hi like how are you like uh, I know you were doing blah 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 if you're at a bar or whatever I think just that three seconds of courage coming from a place of, like, confidence and, like, knowing what you bring to the table is, like, invaluable. Because if they say no, it's like, okay, whatever. I still understand that, like, I am a great person. I'm unique. I have a lot to offer. Maybe it's just not that person. It's not right for me or something like that, et cetera. Yeah. And also, I think uh, get in the right mental state a little before you go running back on the town. Just keep in mind that – um ultimately you will attract how you feel about yourself so I think just like make sure to brush up on your confidence skills make sure you understand that like you rock and like they should be nervous to talk to you don't be nervous to reach out because you're super cool what are you doing you look like a fish I'm doing I'm doing chain exercises it says tilt your head back look towards the ceiling and push your lower jaw forward feel a stretch under the chin <laughs> it's still there sorry to disrupt um no it's okay it was funny i think also 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 hey this is christina quinn i'm the host of try this the washington post's new series of audio courses the idea behind try this is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours in our first course we learned how to sleep better now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 
10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Oh, yeah. I think one thing that I hate people kind of, like, say a lot on social media or Twitter, like, whatever you... Whatever. Society. It's like, oh, like, on the first day, act this kind of way. And on the second day, act this kind of way. I feel like if you can't put your most authentic self forward and they don't like that, then you shouldn't be with them. Because if you put it over some, like, weird, portrayed, uh, like, made-up version of yourself that's, like, whatever, and they become attached to that version of yourself, you can never change back to who you actually are. So, like, just be super authentic. And if they like you for you, then it's the right person, you know? To that tune, I also hate when people are like, here's how to talk to men. Because men are not a subspecies, even though they might seem like that sometimes. And they think they're alien, but yeah. Yes, they are indeed. But, like, in reality, men are people. Like, you don't have to talk up to men. I just, I can't stand when, like, I hear about what, you know, my friends, not you, but, like, my girlfriends from, like, back home and stuff like that, they're always like, Oh my god, I'm literally so nervous. Like, what if he doesn't like me? Like, how what how should I talk to him? Like, what what kind of like portrayal should I put on? Like, what show should I enact for this guy to make him like me? And it's always like, no, like you should make he she he should want to like you. You know what I mean? Or just like go on a date as equals. Don't necessarily think that he's better because he's the guy and he might pay on the first date. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like that. Question number three: How do I meet guys in college? I was told it's easier than meeting guys in high school, but lol, clown face. Um. I actually agree it is easier to meet guys because my situation is a little bit different because I went, all you guys all know, I'm at school in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm black, and I was, like, one of the only black girls in my grade, so, like, a lot of guys didn't find me attractive, which, like, I I can't say anything about that because, like, I can't control who's attracted to me, but, like, for so long, it made me feel like I wasn't attractive or, like, guys wouldn't like me. But when I got to college, I was just, like, a more diverse group of guys that, like, were older and, like, slightly more mature. I wouldn't give them that much credit, but slightly more mature. And, like, I did end up meeting a lot more guys romantically that way than I did in high school. 
I think as we talked on the last question, a big part of that is just like, you know, being confident and putting yourself out there. Because if you're like not wanting to meet anyone, not wanting to go on apps, like you don't have to, or like not wanting to talk to guys at bars or like in classes, things like that, then I feel like you aren't ready to take that step. So put yourself out there, be confident, be authentic, but also like you don't have to meet guys in bars and clubs. I hate that like a notion that like, oh, you have to go to a bar to meet a guy. Meet a guy in your class. A lot of people that I talked to in college were from my classes that I just like happened to like talk to, get along with well, have a connection with whatever, like in your dorm, things like that. So I feel like just put yourself out there and don't be afraid to, you know, talk to them. <laughs> Which sounds super simple, but like I was scared and I am not. It's easier said than done for sure to um, want to like, you know, it's easier said than done when you're a freshman in college to think that you're going to say hi to the person sitting next to you in your econ 101 class. But in reality, it's the most scary thing, especially because like, think about it. It's your first day and you're so scared. Like, I remember that like it was yesterday and it wasn't that long ago for Sydney and I. So it was literally terrifying coming to a new school in a city as intimidating as New York and like looking to the girl next to me and head to toe Prada and being like, hey do you want to be my friend like what's your name uh you know what I mean so I just think Sydney's right you have to just really take that step and acknowledge that you're going to be scared and then just actually say hi and also to your point Sid men in clubs nine out of ten times are creepazoids don't go to nightclubs to meet men I mean that's not all of them but like in my experience nine out of ten guys that I talk to in nightclubs are like the greasiest of greases you know i agree sometimes it's just like not safe so i'll definitely be safe first of all that's why work in class is like a great option to talk to people work be careful with because a lot of like well one if you do date someone you go to work with it's just my opinion on it is that okay thank you for making that clear (laughs) is that like um having a you have no separation between work and home. Because, like, the person you're going home to or spending time with after work, you're also at work with. So you have no, like, a separation, one. Two, it's an HR liability. Yeah. Most companies will not let you or make you sign, like, a sexual harassment form just in case, like, something does happen in a relationship that affects your work. But also, it's like, if you have drama or you're breaking up, you have to see that person every single day at work. Like, I just don't find that cute. But some people do find their husbands at work or their, like, wives or their partners so if you do by all means pop off but it could not be me no I completely I I get that for sure I do unless you're Rachel Zane and um Mike from Suits but think about them too they'd be fighting every day about work so yeah no oh yeah because I can totally see that going both ways you know like I've actually heard a lot of success stories especially not in like corporate jobs where it would be an HR problem more like places where my friends have like interned at where they've met a cute guy and they're dating and then they've kind of separated or like they met working like waitressing you know and then they're not going to be in that job forever and then one of them leaves and then it's easier um or like bartending or like something like that I've heard a lot of success stories there in that realm but I can't even imagine how awkward that would be though if you were like at a corporate job and you worked really close with someone and then you started sleeping together and then it didn't work out and you had to see them. Well, in suits they were engaged. Oh my god. So it made it even more awkward. But like if it does work, it works in the best way, but if not, then it doesn't. So yeah, I think just be careful of that and cognizant of that. Okay, next question. How do you learn to be by yourself and not depend on a guy? 
but I'm going to attach that with another question because it's very similar to that. They asked, another person asked, um, how do you overcome the people-pleasing syndrome or something like everyone's going to like you? I struggle with that a lot. So for both of those questions, it all goes back to that same thing I say for literally every single question is like learning to value yourself, but also realizing that like if you do spend all of your time and effort and energy trying to please other people or maybe people like you or think you're pretty or think you're funny, like all that stuff, you're never going to be happy because not you can't guarantee that everyone will like you. All you can control is how you respond to it and how you realize that it's not a reflection of your value, you know? So I think it's a lot of, uh, it's a long process of like coming to self-love or like realizing your value and your worth. I think just keep in your mind that other people's opinions of you don't define you. So just keeping in mind or like realizing that just because a girl doesn't like you or a guy doesn't like you doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It just means that you guys aren't compatible. And, like, I'm sure you probably don't like other people either. Or, like, vice versa, whatever. So I think it's realize that, like, your value doesn't change based on who likes you and who doesn't. And that's very, like, easy to say and hard to do. But, like, as you start to, like, keep that as a mantra in your head, it will make your life so much easier. It's like a weight lifted off your chest where you can, like, wear whatever you want, say what you want, act how you want, and not to, like, people please all the time. Talking about social media and people, like, feel the need to, like, always have, like, a filter on and to edit and, like, have to post it, you know? Like, it just feel like it's just so exhausting. So I think just, like, learning to put yourself first and loving yourself is going to make you so much less stressed and so much happier, I promise. And we talked a lot about this in our last episode. So if you want, dear person, people who ask this question, if you want a more in-depth analysis on how Sydney and I think you should maintain your independence, go there, our last full. But two things that we touched on a lot as well that I think really apply to this question is one, uh, embrace your solitude and be happy being alone. And to that tune, this is like number two, find things that you like to do. It doesn't have to be by yourself, but find things that you genuinely enjoy, not for the sake of somebody else. So like if you were best friends with someone for six years and your friend loved fashion and so she always took you to all these fashion shows or you always went shopping together, blah, blah, blah. And like let's say something happened and you're not friends anymore. Find something that you like to do now because, you know, you aren't necessarily with her that much anymore. So find stuff that you want to do and that you like to do for the sake of nobody else's happiness but your own. Those are like the top three big ones, I think. Next question. How to balance work, school, and dating? Ooh, it'd be hard. Um, Sarah and I are literally crazy. And like, for example, right now I have three jobs I have two nine to fives at law firms and I have the podcast and I'm applying to law school and I'm a student and I have I have a relationship so it honestly is really hard to like balance time but also making sure that I have time for myself which I think is the most important because if not I literally will break down and I have broken down because of it but one thing that really helps me is like every morning I make myself like a to-do list well I have like my written planner I carry everywhere which has like all of my big deadlines in it and like what I need to know for that but also like in my notes on my phone I make a checklist in order of importance of like what I need to get done that day I need to make sure I have like x amount of hours to get this done and I might have free time after that to either 
finish work or like going out with my friends but I think it's also making sure you like keep a balance where like if you're only doing work in school all the time like you won't be relaxed you won't be happy well maybe you're happy by that but like you for me burn out you'll burn out you'll get so tired all the time and it's important to like have fun during these years and like get to know people and like have like connections so like for me it's just like making sure that I keep those things balanced without feeling guilty for not doing the other so yeah that was such great advice <laughs> you're welcome what I really like to do is prioritize so Making to-do lists is awesome, but I think where a lot of people go wrong with their to-do lists is not putting them in a certain order. Uh, Unless your to-do list is digitized and you can easily move things around, uh, you really have to keep in mind on your to-do list for today what you want to do first and what you want to do last. But don't judge it based off of necessarily how easy each thing is going to be. Base it off of importance and like when your deadlines are, to be honest. Because I know like it might seem more fun to write this like three paragraph assignment for school that's due next week instead of working on your 11 page essay that's due on Friday but like you know you have to at least get some of the first thing done in order to be on track next question um lol advice on how to get along with your boyfriend's friend's girlfriend even though she's extremely annoying (laughs) okay wait so it's her boyfriend's friends girlfriend uh um like when your guy does have a best friend who also has a girlfriend you hang out in like fours a lot which like sometimes can be awkward if you like don't like them i think just be cordial because like obviously you can't like everyone and you won't like everyone i think as long as you like make an effort to be polite you never know you guys could end up forming a relationship with each other like a friendship i think just be cordial because obviously you can't change who they're dating or if they're friends just do your best to like be polite and try and like maybe include her in things that like you like to do so you can kind of connection that way but yeah that is a sticky situation so our last question or two questions actually because they're very related we're gonna do end it after this and then the next half of the questions will be next week for next week's mini so advice public part four i believe so i'm gonna read the first situation and we can talk about it and sex situation we talk about it because they're kind of different but related so the first one is, I have a guy friend that recently started doing romantic things for me and starting to get say things like, when we get married, blah, blah, blah. He keeps asking, can we go out to talk about us, but I've been avoiding him. He's a really good guy, but I'm only into a friendship. Can you reject a friend, but still maintain a friendship after? I think you definitely can, but I think the biggest thing is making it respectful, making it kind. Like, I wouldn't do it with the intention of hurting them. Like, I would say, obviously, yes, even though, like, yes, you are a great guy like that's the reason why we are such close friends and why I feel like we can have conversations like this but I think that because that's so important to me I don't want to jeopardize that by making it romantic because then that leads us down like a whole other path and be like well I don't like you romantically I do value so much as a person as a friend and I want to keep that so I think just keep it respectful and kind honestly it might hurt him for a little bit but I think just emphasize that like you do want to stay friends and you do value and respect him but just not you don't want to see him or be romantic in that way or like start down that path i feel like i'd be the worst person ever to answer this question because whenever i got in a situation like that especially in high school i don't know i just feel like sometimes and i don't want to say like i'm too nice because that sounds really egotistical and that's not what i'm trying to say but i think sometimes or i used to 
lead people on a lot without realizing it. Because I was a little, I wasn't the brightest bulb in the shed when I was in high school. Is that even the saying? Not at all. Brightest bulb in the closet, in the ceiling? I think just the brightest bulb. In Home Depot? I'm so <laughs> I was not the brightest bulb in Ikea in high school, so, <laughs> and clearly not right now either. But um, I would just always kind of see that they were being friendly and be like oh my god they like me we're friends like we're gonna be friends forever and get my hopes up so high and then the next day they'd say I really like you will you be my girlfriend and I'd be like no and then they'd complain how they I led them on and how we went to go get ice cream that one time and I'm like well uh, that just didn't really mean that to me what it did to you I just didn't really get those signals from you you know so I don't really feel and then their egos would always be so bruised understandably and I feel really sad so I've lost a lot of friendships that way to be honest I mean just be honest be respectful and just like make it super super clear yeah and like do emphasize that like you do want to stay friends but like if he doesn't just realize that that is a consequence and like obviously it doesn't mean you should want to be romantic with him if you don't want to be just realize that like yeah he might be bruised and that might lead to like the friendship ending but you know it is what it is you can't control you can only control your aspect of it. you can't control how he responds so just keep, think keep that in mind and if he does uh, what Cindy said you know she just said it perfectly if he does respond in a very negative way that's on him it's not on you you know I mean as long as you stay respectful you will have no wrongdoing in the situation. Yes, ma'am. Okay, last one for this episode. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to this guy. He's super sweet. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's let me know he's interested in me, but I'm unsure of what I want to do. I like him, but there's something holding me back. I've had bad relationships in the past, and he's so nice, and I feel like I have a lot of problems I don't want to drag him into. Please help. Y'all, girl. Like I said in one episode, I don't know which one it is. I think it was the situationship one. I think healing from your trauma is so important before you enter a relationship because if you don't heal from it, you make it their trauma also. So I think it's really super mature of you actually to like understand that and see that and recognize that. I think just make that clear to him. Be like, I really do like you and like I'm not saying I don't want to be with you. I'm just saying let's take it slow or let's like not date right now but like continue to get to know each other while I do heal from things that have happened in the past. But I think also realize that like this guy is not your past. He's not the guy from your past. He's a new person and that they don't necessarily deserve to have your past or like the behavior of other projected onto them. So I think just like realize that like they come as their own person with their own value, their own worth, their own like gifts to give, etc. So I think just rem- keep that in your mind because it is hard because like obviously I've been through the same thing with like having traumatic past and like having to realize that like this man is not my ex you know or like not things that have happened in the past so I think just try and separate the two but also do work on yourself and work on your healing because if not it will become an issue in relationship in the future so heal for yourself and for your future self yeah for sure I mean you know yourself better than anybody knows you so if you feel like there are some things you need to figure out before you can healthily engage in a relationship there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with um there's nothing wrong with with saying no if you're not ready and as much as I'm sure that you like this guy because you're saying all of these amazing things about him you come at number one and it is really hard to think about sometimes but 
it's really hard to turn down this amazing opportunity, but sometimes you have to say no. It's like getting a job offer when you already have a job, but like that other job is your mental health. So I think just keeping that at the forefront of your brain, doing what you have to do, being proactive about it, because if you actually do want to eventually engage in this relationship, you do have to start, if you weren't already, you do have to start proactively addressing your uh, mental health and, and proactively trying to feel better because you're the most important thing in your life. Oh, yeah. That's all I have to say on this subject. Are, and that was <laughs> the last question of this episode. Remember, we are doing a part two to answer the rest of the episode, or the rest of the questions submitted through our Instagram. So, yeah, check out that next week. Check that out. Check out that. Check that out next week. Hey, Bye, guys. Make sure to keep listening to us on iHeart and Spotify and Apple Music uh, if you feel like it. Apple and Podcast. also, I'm so, what did I say? Apple Music? Apple Music, yeah. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, I guess I was thinking about iTunes. Sometimes, every single time I say Apple Podcasts, I'm always tempted to say iTunes. People still have iTunes. I don't really understand how. I know. How you buying songs? Like, that's so expensive compared to a membership with Spotify. Well, whatever. Do what you gotta do. Uh, make sure to follow our social media at Crying in Public Podcast on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube as well. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, my voice cracked. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.